Talkers, one more day to hump day. Today is Tuesday. We've got Lori, we've got Julia, and we might have some fun today. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have some sure. fun. Pretty sure we're going to have some fun, right? It's not as magical as last week when we came to work on Tuesday and all day thought it was Monday. That and then was when nice. it was Wednesday, it was like, wee! Look at us. I know. That's always the, the fun of a long weekend. So, um, I. I looked like I was strapped in, ready to go up in, um, you know, a space rocket this morning at the dentist <laughs> because uh, I have teeth cleaning time, Julia. Lori is. I'm a regular. Every six months. That's right. Like I make the work. apartment. Uh-huh. I make the apart appointment good, good before job. I go, and um, and they they know me. You're so good about doing that everywhere you go. Well, Julia, they it's ask. The smartest thing. They ask, and you say yes. I'm like, I can't be bothered. But be bothered. I know. Right? Yeah. My teeth want that to be bothered. Right. And um, so she's like, okay, I've got everything ready for you. I've got your nitrous oxide. I've got your your sunglasses. Oh, and- they knock you out for it. Nice. Well, oh, no, she, it's laughing gas. No, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was traumatized as a child growing up in the military and having Air Force dental students work oh. on my teeth. Ooh. And, and having sensitive teeth. And having sensitive teeth. And... Uh, you know, being a kid in the 70s, like probably maybe dinosaur techniques compared to modern technology <laughs> right? as far as uh, fixing things. I mean, Julie and I both had mercury fillings. Oh, of course. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. when of they course. used to do that. And mm-hmm. so, I I mean, I'm literally, I feel like all I'm missing is the seatbelt and like mufflers. And then I wish I had had ear plugs or something because I hate the scraping sound so oh, much. So, oh, terrible. see, I kind of dig that song because I know their work is happening. Oh, Julia. Get the tartar off. Get the tartar off. And then they nick a gum maybe and they pull a little bit. I'm with you, Lori. I used to, I haven't done it in a long time, but I used to get the laughing gas because my anxiety would be so high going oh, there please. that I would get it as well. I know my mom called me baby, a baby. I don't care. I'll pay the $60. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. It is worth it. I feel so much calmer and now next time I go, I will bring... Earplugs. Earplugs, or maybe even better, she said you could wear a headset. There you oh, go. yeah. And I'm like, oh, Lori, you are oh, yeah. so... I'm strapped in and ready to go. Fire me to the moon and bring me back in 11 minutes. Yes. Oh, good Lord. And then, and then, and then, I don't know. I, I, I know I was over the after effects of the car wash, or the um, nitrous, but I went to the car wash afterwards, <laughs> and I was having a brain fart and couldn't figure out how to make my credit card work. And I was putting it in backwards or upside down. Oh, or no. And then I tried every one of them and then I dropped it. And of course, I'm nice and tight next to the machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't open my car door. Oh, no. no. Oh, yeah. Press the help button. This this guy. You did not. Someone had to come out. Had to come get- out. I said, well, you just put it in the machine because I don't know. It doesn't like how I'm putting it in. He goes, well, you just put it in real fast. You don't leave it in. Yeah, that's so funny. But he had to bend over and pick it up. And it was kind of like, <laughs> he goes, I don't see it. And I said, I, I know it's, I dropped it's it. There. It's Get there. Get under the car. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> bending down it oh, and bounce. Oh, yeah, yeah. How embarrassing. Well, you know. The lady stuck at the wash. Uh, yeah. And then I pressed the wrong button. I wanted deluxe because I have all these bugs from going up north three weekends in oh, a row. Oh, the worst. And it just makes your car look like a. Dalmatian in the front. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't even. So I got the wrong wash. I got like the seven dollar wash, which you know it doesn't have the That's good. That's the scrubby. one that I have. Yeah, I it doesn't get. have the good scrubby. But then they had a very helpful bucket with a one of those hard you know scrubbers. scrubbers. And I looked at it, and I looked at my car, and I thought there are still bugs. And then I just thought, 
that that doesn't seem like a job for me. Okay, I was just going to say, because I was going to be shocked if you actually did manual labor. Because before I go in the car wash, I get the thing, the window washer cleaner, and I scrub the front of my Why car. Why didn't I do that? For bugs. I always do that, because you pay for the car wash at the gas, usually. And so I always use that and scrub the bugs first, because there's no way the car wash can get it, it didn't. All off. It didn't, Julia. Probably mm-hmm. even if I didn't get the deluxe. So anyway, my car is clean and so are my teeth. Mm-hmm. Well, I've taught probably my... 900th person on to play pickleball in scoring last night. Oh, okay. I've decided I'm not a teacher. You're the queen of pickleball, though. No, but I'm not even good. You, how is heavy is the crown? It's very heavy. And I'm, <laughs> first of all, I'm not good. I don't improve. I hurt myself so bad last week, but continue to have friends who want to learn how to play. So last night I had my old PA, my personal assistant, who started her job yesterday at LinkedIn. Woot woot, big deal. Yeah. Um, and did she put you your job experience as a resume builder? She, I no, but I'm supposed to be getting something special from LinkedIn today. <laughs> okay. But um, and her mom, Maureen, who you know, and Colleen, and then a friend Beth, and then Pookie came for a little while. But it's just the scoring, and everyone's like, now why does it score this way? Because it's such a different scoring thing. It's not like tennis. Well, tennis is goofy in itself. You, but I do know how to score right, in 15, tennis. Fifteen. 30, 40 game. game. Unless it's... Why don't you go 5, 10, 15, 20, or yeah. 10, 20, 30? You know, it's weird. Ask Mr. Tennis. Exactly, but the pickleball is like zero zero start or zero zero one or one zero two. and why is it 2, and is it this side that's 2, and that's... How it's many the, points? You play to 11, but it's kind of goofy scoring. And so my friend is asking me, why is it like this? And I'm like, because I've done this so with so many beginners lately. I'm like... Grown is heavy, Jules. I, it is. And I was like... <laughs> I don't know. It's just the way they do it. Just asking me questions and hit the damn ball because I want some exercise. Google it afterwards. Well, that's what I thought. I've decided I'm going to like put in this thing like everyone has to watch just a quick YouTube thing on how to score the damn thing because I it's testing me. Yeah. Why don't you just make up your own scoring rules and just play to 11 points? Because then then it's new if we want to play against other people. I mean, there's rules and it's very it's kind of. It's kind of confusing. I'm not going to lie. But I'm just like, oh. And then, but questioning me why it scores like that. I'm like, how do I know? Google it. Yeah. So anyway, I was just kind of like. Yeah, there's a great story. I think it was maybe three weeks ago in USA Today about the former FIED teacher who like 15 years ago decided to make it a mission to spread pickleball Joy and get more car. Uh, um, what do you call it? You know, courts made. Courts made yeah, oh, because it's a made. different. It's a t- you could use a tennis court if they put special lines on yeah. it. But they're smaller courts and teaching people how to do it and yeah. getting the. And he's kind of credited with the pickleball revolution. It's if you un- will. but everyone like that I wouldn't even think would want to even play tennis yeah. wants to play it now. Well, yeah, because it's easy. It's ping pong standing up. Yeah. It's ping pong standing on the table. It is, and right. it's joyful. Right, because it's you can it's play. It's fast, it's quick. Mm-hmm. There's there's more players than tennis. You don't have to pay for court time if you play indoor. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a it's a fun thing. Lori, I even think you would like it. Julia, I, I'm... I'm, I'm going to sh- invite you. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, I know okay. where there's a pickleball court. There's one Not right in my front yard. House. Yeah, I know there's one But that would yard. require you going that direction, which... It's so hard, yeah, Grant. 50. People can't go the twenty minutes to Woodbury. I've become infected with St. Paulitis. Okay. Yeah, That's it's in, really serious. It's a serious St. Paul thing that you condition you get when you live there. And now Casey and I will go 
like to Minneapolis because we can go across the. Everything is ten minutes from mm-hmm. our house, but your house heading into the west. It's Fifteen. It is Julia. It is not fifteen minutes. My arse. Well, okay. I don't drive ninety miles. An I don't hour. either. I'm not risking my <laughs> I life. don't either. Okay. I have this out in the west suburbs. I don't leave much of Hopkins, and then I kind of dr- I venture into Minneapolis. But it's got to be a commitment for me to get into St. Paul. So it's yeah. kind of the same for you yeah. on the opposite it's end. Just like, it's just so goofy, though. I know. I know. Because just... I I do all the driving always, and I'm like, just come to my house. Oh no, it's uh-uh. like people in L. A. where they say, oh, you know, it'll t- it'll take you twenty minutes. Nothing in L. A. takes twenty minutes. The traffic isn't bad, though. No, but I mean, yeah. I'm You're just right saying in that. L.A., people go, oh, it's just 20 minutes. Like, hell no, double that. <laughs> right. Unless you're, you're going all your side streets But I or think something. people should tell their park and recs people to build more courts because it is taking over. And now there's the courts are really busy, and it's not fun to wait, you know, around. Yeah. But I do think this isn't going away. It is not, Joy. The population is getting older, and pickleball will be embraced. It's it's. I feel like you get a better workout than tennis. I'm waiting for you to come up with that new game, Tickleball. <laughs> <laughs> you know I've already invented that. I want to know about that one. Yes, how does, me too. How do you and the scoring, pickleball. the scoring is going to drive everyone crazy. Yes. Oh, it's just Tickleball. Yeah, Depends right. on how many uh, fingers you use. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Today, it was the uh, Emmy nominations for 2021 Primetime Emmy Awards, and um, lots of excitement. The biggest one that I think you and I both are excited about is that Jean Smart is official, oh. officially a double Emmy nominee. She was nominated for Best Actress in a Comedy for Hacks and Best Supporting Actress in a Limited Series for Mayor of Easttown. But there was, it was kind of a... You know, it was an exciting uh, bunch of uh, nominations and so many shows. Like, between limited series and drama, there's like 21 TV shows that were nominated. Well, here's the deal. This is all we did. So there's so much yes. more of an investment in the Emmys than there were in the Oscars. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. this is, and I think everyone really loved a show. I mean, when, when all in, like The Mandalorian, we didn't watch, but my son swore by it, right. you know, or WandaVision, Fantastic. we didn't get, yeah. but others swore by it, you know? Right. And I think people were so Queen's much passionate. Gambit, yes. we were, well, I mean, here's the, the, the two most nominated shows were um, The Mandalorian and The Crown. They both were nominated for 24. Unbelievable. And wow. WandaVision had 23, <laughs> and Ted Lasso, which is a Freshman comedy had twenty nominations. Wow. Isn't that? I mean, be, but again, I think there we had so much passion because this was our life, right? And 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 season, they were good. And season four of the Crown, the Diana season, uh, Buckingham Palace. Uh, they must be ducking their heads today still, because the Diana season, yeah, is the most nominated Crown season, right? Of the four, they've always been nominated. People right. have won. We've seen them at the SAG Awards, mm-hmm. but they call this season for the Diana season because the whole thing lifts up the lid on. And you know, even though you might want to say, "Oh, well, it's a fictional slash totally historically accurate season of the Crown," the at the at the palace, they got to be just like going crazy because um, somebody tell. Somebody that Baby Yoda got just as many nominations yeah. to try and ease right. the... It's so funny because this is the season I haven't finished. Oh, you have to finish no, it. No, I don't understand. You have until September me. 21st. All right, I will do it before then. And I think 
after you watch it, then you'll understand why I've been a little bit more passionate than usual about stuff with the royal family. A little. But we had forgotten, <laughs> we had forgotten when you watch season the four of The treatment. Crown. Of all the right. BS and all the crap that uh, Diana went through. So uh, some other kind of historical uh, MJ Rodriguez uh, got nominated for lead actress in a drama series for Pose. And this was the final series uh, season, season of Pose. And she's the first openly transgender perform- performer nominated for a lead acting prize. Laverne Cox was nominated as a guest actress in Orange Which is the, the New, New Black. Black. Okay. And then Billy Porter got nominated uh, for show. The Undoing, the only thing that show got was Hugh Grant. I'm okay with Nothing that. Nothing for Nicole Kidman and the Coats. Um, well, let's go over, I mean, like, were you... Lovecraft Con- uh, Country was just announced they canceled it, and that show got nominated for Best Show, Journey Smollett, and the other lead guy both got nominated in the uh, lead acting categories. I never watched. I watched the first one and I couldn't. Grant, did you watch that? Lovecraft. Lovecraft. No, I did not. No. Yeah, Yeah, I couldn't. You know, the one that I was really. um, So if we were just take it like by drama series, the boys on Amazon. I think Brittany watches that. Did you like that? Love it. Oh, we need to put that on our list. It's a a superhero show, but it's, it's a unique twist. It's the darker side of what. Maybe not you. We've pictured superheroes to be so they're like humans That's making it. bad mistakes yeah. and doing bad things. But then there's some. It's a really, Jack, really enthralling show. Jack Quaid, Dennis Quaid, right. and Brian's son is in that. Yes, it's it's a really, really. really it is we okay. We that. gotta watch it. And the next one that was nominated, Bridgerton. Yay. Yes. Yep. The Crown. Yay. Handmaid's Tale, and we talked about this. That this is kind of surprising. Season three was so god awful that. You didn't finish it's it. It's nominated for see. This is for four. season four. four? Okay. I couldn't go back after yeah. season really? three. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Yeah. But Pose, Pose, which you love, and I've never watched. Oh, so it was a very satisfying last season. Oh, good. Really good. And the only network show Again. that I think hit a home run. We both think this, this is, last year is This Is Us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you have that show last year, I think it's it been moved great every year. me. But yeah. last year was really. Because they had to work under such COVID restraints and everything. Well, and they incorporated it into the show. They, they did a did. great job of that. Yeah. That really show, did. it just even wants me to, I want to have tears about it. Because yeah. Sterling K. Brown got nominated. He was the only one from This Is Us. And he is, he's an actor that. Yeah, he's amazing. He's, but yeah. I kind of, I really sort of thought Mandy Moore might get she was looked great. at. She was so good. Well, you know? actually, Toby, Chris. Um, oh, yeah. The guy Chris who Sullivan. Toby, he, did he get nominated? He got nominated. <sighs> I know it. Um, in other in other big shows, though, like in comedy series, I mean, do you still watch Blackish? Yes, and that you, show gets nominated every, every year. year. But Col- Cobra Kai, that's a surprise that that got nominated. Not that it wasn't yeah. uh, good, but I thought the third season of Cobra Kai not as good. As was the first you're two. you're right, and I it's a good show, but I don't think it's worthy of nominating enough nominations. I don't. I mean, it's in the same category as Hacks, The Flight Attendant, Pen Fifteen, Ted Lasso, Emily in Paris got nominated. I love that. Yeah, Pen15, that's a cute show. People love that. That's very funny. The actresses that are the main two in that one are 
spectacular what they do. The acting that they do to turn themselves from 30-year-olds into 13-year-olds yeah. is astonishing. Yeah. I, watched I need it. to watch that. I watched it on the plane. Did, it's did you? Yeah, because it is it? easy. Like, sometimes when you're on a flight, like, I don't want to make a big commitment to For something. a movie because you don't know if it'll finish in time? I'd rather watch some half-hour shows. It's you. a good I'm way to you catch up. Yeah. It's, you, uh, it's uh, Julia, you should check it out. You'll laugh. It'll bring back some memories of probably being a mm-hmm. young girl and all the stuff you had to go through. Right. Yeah. I, I attached to it because there's a lot of 90s nostalgia in it. Which okay. I yeah. I think um, the category of lead actress in a comedy, so it's A.D. Bryant and Shrill, which was its last season, Kaylee Cuoco, Flight Attendant. I was Al- glad to see that. Yes. Allison Janney, Mom, glad. Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish, and Jean Smart Hacks. Uh, She's going to win. I, She'll win. Yeah. You know she will. My second favorite would be Callie, Callie, but uh, Gene Smart was just so, so uh, great in that show. And Kenan Thompson's got to be kind of happy. He got a nomination for a show, Kenan, which people love. I kind of, I watched the first three. Yeah. And then quit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I gave it one. I gave it one. And then I started a second one and I got bored. I, I got bored. I, yeah. 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 I wasn't too much. Oh, our little, our Hannah, Hannah Einbinder, who is um, Lorraine Newman's daughter, got nominated right. for Hack. She I always the, forget that. Yeah. She got nominated and Rosie Perez for the flight attendant because I thought she, she was, was great. Oh, Rosie Perez. And then 80, Kate McKinnon and Cecily Strong for SNL. They, I mean, SNL really got kind of a lot of nominations. Yeah, they did. I mean, like, uh, they, they, and then let's talk about the limited series. Okay. So that's, I may destroy you. I'm very glad both Michaela Cole and she wrote the show, her series, but it's, it got put in the limited series. And I think that was the right category because remember they kept trying to say it was a comedy. It was not a comedy at all. That was a heavy show. show. So it's, I may destroy you mayor of East town, the queen's gambit, which seems like so long ago because that it was does. the beginning of the yep. pandemic showing. And then the Underground Railroad and Amazon and then WandaVision, which did get 23 nominations. It makes me want to peek at it. Oh, it it's really good. But, you know, if, if I had to pick Mandalorian, WandaVision or Loki, which are the three big ones right Disney, now from Disney yeah. Plus, I would say... You guys would probably really enjoy WandaVision because of all the ties to the old style sitcoms. Yeah, right. but Loki is—that's what I've heard—is really? unreal. I heard and our little butterscotch stallion Owen Wilson is oh, everything in he that. Is show. Fantastic. Okay. Do you yeah. have to know the Avengers story? No, or whatever? you don't. You, so don't you can need, just watch it. You can yeah. watch it and enjoy it. They set oh, everything up you just perfectly. Just have, have Disney Plus, and I can yeah. give you that if you need it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> anyway, well, we'll come back because there is a lot. Our uh, Ewan McGregor got nominated for Halston. He's up against. Hugh Grant. Yeah, so we're, but we're gonna we're gonna have a Loj book club. We're talking with uh, Mark Sullivan. If you love historical fiction, you're gonna want to listen to this interview. It's the book is The Last Green Valley. We'll be right back. Hope you're in the mood for another edition of the Lori and Julia book club because we've got a really great book for you. Uh, Mark Sullivan is joining us. His his amazing historical novel based on untold true events. It's called The Last Green Valley. And Mark, thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes I think- your your story is epic, and we're new to you as an author, so now we have to read Beneath a Scarlet Sky, your other... Which book. was featured, Mark, yeah. by the way, this morning on the Tamarin Hall show. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. That's they fantastic. Had, yeah, they had their book club, and then one of the people said, well, this was my favorite book of last year, and they sh- then they show your book, and I'm like, he's coming on our I show today. today. And we just have a little <laughs> personal co- connection because we have family in Bozeman for the past 30 years. 
Oh, well done. Yeah. Well done. So, so we do like going out there. Yeah. Okay, so Mark, um, give people the setup for The Last Green Valley. Yeah, so as the book opens, it's March 1944, and the young Martell family have a terrible decision to make. Do they wait for the return of the Soviet bear, or do they run with the Nazi wolves who have promised to protect them? And they decide to run with the wolves, and they embark on this extraordinary journey, caught between two armies for much of it, uh, across Europe in search of a time where they can run for freedom. Mm. And they they basically live on this dream of this mythical green valley that they hope someday to find and live in. And uh, that sustains certainly Adeline throughout the story and, you know, other things sustain Emil. But, um, yeah, it's a remarkable story, and I couldn't believe it that I actually heard the story not 250 yards from where I heard the first part of Beneath and Scarlet Sky. Well, tell, it, yeah, tell that's people a great that, because we learn that at the end of the book, you know, I think in your yeah. acknowledgments about how that, because that's just amazing, because both Julia and I and many of our people who are in our book club love historical fiction. You know, Kristen Hanna, she blurbed your book. And, I mean, we just are big fans of finding Authors who create compelling, compelling stories around something that really happened to make yeah. us feel, you know, the bravery and, and the, the terrible things that people have, have endured. endured before us. So, Absolutely. yeah, you got to tell us that story, how you came up with this story, The Last Green Valley. Well, a lot of people after Beneath was published were telling me I would never find another story like it. And I was saying, well, you know, I actually think I will. And sure enough, all these stories started coming at me, and I had to have a way to filter them. What was I looking for? And I looked back at Beneath, and I saw that really, in essence, it was inherently um, moving, healing, inspiring, and to some readers, transforming. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's what I'm looking for. And I heard a lot of great stories, but not the one until November of 17. And I meet this guy at a Rotary Club meeting, a dentist, who tells me that I need to meet this family, the Martells. And a couple of days later, I find myself in Bill Martell's driveway, and I realize I'm not 200 yards, 250 yards from where I heard Beneath at a dinner party. <laughs> so I knock on the door, and Bill starts telling me the story about how his family came to America, and I'm getting the chills. And... I can hear it's it's morally complex. It's a wild adventure story. It's got everything I'm looking for because ultimately it's this amazing moving story of these people who had a relentless drive to be free. Mm-hmm. And just what they went through in their wagon and their horses and the treachery and having both sides, the Soviets and the Germans, being worried about it. it I guess I I felt I'm a you know modern European is uh, European history is one of my minors mm-hmm. and I don't know anything about the Great Trek. Yeah, about yeah. the 120,000 people Soviets who escaped the Soviet Union under the Nazi-driven you know control. Right. Right. Yeah, I had never heard of it either until he started telling me, and then I started looking it up and saw it was all true. And um, I've subsequently, of course, met many people who have been 
on those treks or who had parents who were on those treks. So um, it's pretty well documented. There's a couple of museums in Germany where I was able to go and um, see a lot of exhibits about how it happened and why it happened. And um, also that, you know, I didn't know that in the months immediately after World War II, there was a general expulsion of all ethnic Germans from all Eastern countries. So you had 20 million people on the march at that point, of which, you know, Adeline and the two boys are, uh, are part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, later in the book. And I didn't know anything about that. It's 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 just an amazing story. If you're just joining us, we're talking with best-selling author um, Mark Sullivan. His latest book is The Last Green Valley. And, you know, Mark, you talked about, you know, wanting to write books that are moving, inspiring, healing. Um, what what was the Martell's reaction when the book was finished? Oh, they were thrilled, you know, in large part because... I gave an explanation for something that had always baffled them. And that was the fact that their father growing up under Stalin had, had learned well the value of not sticking out, of being unnoticed, of not trying to be better than you were, because that seemed to give you a one-way ticket to a gulag, as it had to um, Adeline's father, who was never seen again. And his own father came back a broken man. So... That's who he is still, you know, despite the trek when he's taken by the uh, Soviets, despite everything they've been through, and thrown into this prison camp. And the Martel sons always never understood how he went in this one person, and he came out of the experience about nine months later when he escapes, and he's a completely transformed being, someone who takes risks constantly and sees opportunity. And I was able... They, they didn't have any idea of how it occurred. Uh, Bill Martell thought that um, there had to have been someone in the camp, which was a horrible place, mm-hmm. uh, who bolstered his spirit or, you know, made him see the world in a different way. And so that's where the character of Corporal Georgi came from. Yeah. I, I, lo- oh, I, lo- I, love, I love that I'm story. getting chills even again. Um, so Bill and Walter Martell, they are six and four when their family fled. And Bill is the the son that you talked to, that you got the story from. And then did you guys, did you retrace the Martells route yeah. from Ukraine yeah, to so, when you did? Uh, yeah. So I was lucky that um, both Bill and Walter remembered the trek. Uh, Bill was the younger guy, Walter's the older boy, um, and uh, they had many grandchildren, and those grandchildren had a lot of interaction um, with Emil and Adeline and remembered a lot uh, that even the boys didn't remember. They had to be recalled with it, and they confirmed it. Um, so I had that, and I also had recordings of, of Emil and Adeline describing the trek and, to a certain extent, the uh, um his time in the POW camp, although mm-hmm. he did not like to talk about it. So um, at that point, I understood what how it all laid out, and yeah, I went and retraced it. Um, I went with Bill and Walter to Ukraine. We found the ruins of the farmhouse that they flee from right at the beginning of the novel. Right. Very emotional for them to see the long arc of their life laid out before them. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the site of the actual POW camp. And we were in the basement uh, where Emil was held at night. And the energy in there was palpable, and they both broke down crying. Mm. Wow. Yeah. 
What amazing. A, what an amazing experience for you as an author to be able to be with the family and retrace the tracks and everything. It just kind of it just gives you chills. And you have so much, you know. I, there's so much richness in your story that br- brings this to life. And I'm wondering, you know, like, did you talk to other people then who survived the track? And, yes. Oh, you did. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I talked to many other people who had either witnessed or survived it because. I also retraced it through like the border, the western portal of Moldova, across Romania, Hungary, Czech Republic, North, and into Poland, and uh, you know where they were when they were separated, all of that. So, uh, and I was able to find various people along the route who did enrich the story with their own recollections of what happened. Were they, and, uh, were they all like in their nineties? Yes, they yeah. were. Wow, I've got I've got all these pictures of them on my uh, if they're on my Facebook site. Oh, okay. Of these old so people it, that I was able to talk to. So is that where people can follow you, like on Facebook, if for author sure. stuff? Sure. Go to your yeah, Mark, it's Sullivan. Mark Sullivan author, and um, I'm my website is MarkSullivanBooks.com. Okay, Mark, um, we got to ask a personal question here. How did you end sure. up in Bozeman, Montana, from being from uh, the East Coast? Well, well, I um, after working as an investigative reporter in California, I moved to Vermont, which is where my dad was from, and where I spent quite a bit of time when I was a child, uh, either there or in Boston. And um, I always thought I wanted to move back to New England. Uh, when the when I, the opportunity came, I bailed on newspapering and went to Vermont to write. Uh, my wife supported me. It worked. And everything was good until I made the mistake of going out to Montana. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I fell in love with it the first time, and then the second time, the third time, the fourth time. And by the fifth, I was wondering, why am I going back? I love it here. And uh, we just, you know, I'm a writer. No one cares where I live. And I sent sent Betsy out at the worst time of year in April when it (laughs) could be kind of funky. And she fell in love with it, too. And we've been here. 22, almost 23 years. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. That is amazing. What's happening with Beneath the Scarlet Sky? Did that get optioned? Oh, it's been optioned. It's in development. Okay. Um, we may have an announcement soon about who's going to play General Layers, which is pretty cool. It's a great actor. Okay. Um, cool. Just awesome. Yeah, we're thrilled. Well, wonderful. And um, they're continuing to work on it. So it's all good. They're, well, the, they're going to do it. I, I believe it. So That's awesome. Well, congratulations um, to you. And for people who want to read you. an amazing book, The Last Green Valley by Mark Sullivan, um, you can uh, pick it up. In, this is Amazon published you, I read. That's right. Lake Union Publishing, which is a division of Amazon Publishing. Yeah. Excellent publishing house. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we would like people to buy it at their local, local bookstore. Store. They can do that, too. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. All right, so we have to ask you, you know, what's the last great book that you read? The last great thing I read was The Underground Railroad um, by Colson Whitehead. I thought that was just brilliant. I... I had a tough time watching the adaptation of it. So did I. I I could not. I couldn't. That show was was too hard. It was too hard to watch. I mean, the book was just absolutely brilliant. I loved it. Okay. That was the 
Well, Mark, one I loved. we can't wait to read Beneath the Scarlet Sky because we read um, The Last Green Valley first. So we're going to read that and we'll look forward to the television event, uh, you know, the news that you have. And thank you for being thank with you. us. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh. Oh, Hi. wow. All right, so we've got two copies mm-hmm. of the book. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. Again, it's The Last Green Valley by Mark Sullivan. The calling. The books are gone. I don't know who the lucky winners are, but I'm sure they're going to love this. Lisa book. and Laura are our two winners, okay. and they're very, very excited to read the books. So. Good. Oh, yeah. And I think Beneath the Scarlet Sky is going to be a limited series. At one point, it was going to star Tom Holland, but maybe right. Tom Holland, there's another big casting news. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So well, this from I, our author. I, I So I am... Three fourths away done. Yeah, and you finished it, oh. and I'm just dying to finish it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I get to the end and I See, read his acknowledgement oh. that it's based on a true story because you don't. It know starts. That. It starts that way on Audible though. Oh, it does because it, it tells me because yeah. he does the introduction. Okay, so it was just kind of set up differently. So I knew that at the beginning, yeah. and then you find it out. It's interesting how different things are handled. And yeah, things. but he is an amazing author. Yeah. Really good. Okay, so getting back to the Emmy nominations. Oh, of course. Julia. Of course, of course. Courtney Cox no longer has to feel bad that she was the only person on Friends never nominated. Did you know that? That came up in an never, interview. Never. Not one nomination. And she was so funny. She was, but uh, the Friends reunion earned a primetime Emmy nomination really? for Outstanding Variety Special. I didn't see that. So she's <laughs> very excited. Other um First-time nominees, M.J. Rodriguez, Emma Corrin from The Crown, Crown. Anya Taylor-Joy from Queen's Gambit, Josh O'Connor from The Crown, and Michaela Cole from I May Destroy You. I thought both of those people from The Crown, because didn't Josh O'Connor just win something? He won a Golden Globe. Or a BAFTA and a Golden Globe, I think. He plays Prince Charles. Charles, yeah. No, remember, The Crown comes out, came out like in November. Got it, because I'm like thinking, these guys already won. In SAG Award, uh, they were nominated for, but no, this is the first time Emmy nominations. And of course... Emma Corrin uh, for playing Princess Diana and Josh O'Connor for The Crown. They have won other other awards. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay, because that's why I was like, but here's the one that gets me. Okay, so in the Best Supporting Actress in a Drama category. So you've got three different women from The Crown, Gillian Anderson, Helena Bottom Carter, and Emerald Fennell, all nominated for The Crown. And then you've got four for The Handmaid's Tale. So there's only one other person in the supporting actress drama category that isn't going to cancel out each other. Yeah. And that's um, Ayanyu Ellis from Lovecraft County. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. Yeah. But it's just weird, Lori, because there's three from The Crown and four from Handmaid's Tale. Well, this means that uh, the person, the, the outside person. The Lovecraft County person is going to win. Possibly. I know. I just saw Possibly. It. If I, unless, unless. It happens in supporting actor drama, too. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's kind of in lead no. actress. Olivia Coleman, Emma Corrin could outdo, you know, so it's kind of. Kind of weird, isn't it? I've well, never seen that many from one show. Well, that's because they, you had the crown has so many starring yeah. roles in it. I mean, um, I did like that Matthew Reese got recognized for Perry Mason. You liked that was that. a great show. I never watched it. Reggae Jean Page got nominated for Bridgerton. Billy Porter got nominated for Pose. 
actually, I think the lead actor drama is one of the tighter races because you have, you know, six different shows. You don't have any competing. So you have This Is Us, Sterling K. Brown. Right. Jonathan Majors, the other lead from Lovecraft Country. Josh O'Connor, The Crown, Reggae, Bridgerton. Yeah, you're right. So that one, that one may be... A surprise. A a, a true, (laughs) true surprise. surprise. Yeah. Um, so it's it's different, you know the one that I was American at, Idol didn't get nominated this year. And, is that and a first? It shouldn't have. Well, it, it gets nominated every year in the competition, and also um, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, James Corden. They did not get nominated I was for ha- their late night shows, which was kind of different. Usually one of those. Um, and it was different. Who's the guy? Oh, John Oliver got it nominated again because he always gets it. And here's here's my thought process on this mm-hmm. one. He does one hour a week. Yeah. And Kimmel and, um, you know, Trevor Noah and Stephen Colbert, they do five hours a week. You know, different new yeah. shows every day. So I always feel well, like... it's always the talk show category. I don't know. I, I feel like I thought there would have been more Emmy love because... For what? The, the talk show guys all... Really had to step up their I ag- game. And, I agree, Lori. You and, know and- how they did the show, and I thought Seth Meyers and Jimmy Fallon both had Ama- were, brought their shows up a level. I I agree with you. I so, I um. So they're feeling probably kind of blue today, but Seth Meyers, you can always go back and watch a CBS Sunday Morning. Um, was he on this past week? A couple weeks ago. I, I, they gosh, did a thing I haven't him. watched a Sunday morning once this summer. Yeah. If you're not home, you just don't and watch it. And they're taped, it. and then I think, yeah. ah. Yeah, I know. Nobody got time for that. Uh, Genius, the Aretha miniseries wasn't nominated, but Cynthia Revo was nominated because yes. she was amazing in that. And I'm glad Hugh Grant got nominated for undoing, The Undoing because he was the best thing in that movie. In that series, that in that limited series, series. yeah, and in the and it was good. It was good. It was good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't Mayor of it East was, Town. No, great. It was good enough for when we needed it. Yeah, I mean that's good. True, February. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. it, when you needed it, it was there. Yeah. So I, I thought anyway. A couple stick out that we might have to te- check out the boys. Oh yeah, we decided Amazon. that we're going to. Yeah, and then um, the other one. How about I want to ask? Uh, did you watch the Mandalorian? You said yes. Is Pedro it- Pascal? Is that a snub that he didn't get nominated? Um, not, not really. So I okay. would say his character is amazing, and okay. it's just the connection between him and Grogu that is really good. But he's okay. you don't see his face, so All right. his acting is not as display out on display. If you yeah. get what I'm saying. Did yeah. you have to be like a um, Star Wars geek to love that? No, Mm-mm. and that's another sure one because Lily's not, and we watch it together. You fall in love with the little Grogu Yoda guy, and they just go on different missions, and you don't have to know previous Star Wars stuff. There's a little bit in there, but you can really sit back and enjoy each mission, each situation, and they do such a great job of just detailing it out yeah. and laying out the characters. So it's worth the watch. It All really right. is. I think I agree with the Hollywood Reporter. They're saying the most competitive category in the Emmys Big Night will be the um, drama. The drama oh. for the lead actress in a limited series. Because oh. Anya Taylor Joy for the Queen Gambit, she seemed to be a lock early in. But not anymore. But then I May Destroy You, they said that was going to be in the limited series. And then along came Oscar winner Kate Winslet with Mirror of Easttown. And so happy that Evan Peters got nominated, mm-hmm. too. That was one of the most talked about series, at least when we, needed, last, that. When we needed that. <laughs> and then WandaVision star Elizabeth Olsen and Cynthia Revo genius. So that is a tight one, too. I, I, 
out of all of it, and I haven't watched them all, but I just thought Kate Winslet was beyond. Beyond. She's she going to tr- win, and I want... I want her to win. I want Me Jean too. Smart to win, too. Yeah. yeah. I want her to win, too. Yeah, that that is for sure. But the Emmys are going to be on uh, live telecast September 19th. Um, Cedric CBS. the Entertainer is hosting. I can't believe the Oscars got nominated for Best Prime I saw Time. that, Lori. I, I'm like, What? So here's a category that called um, Variety geez. Special Live in the Oscars. Yeah. No. No. Uh-huh. I don't know what's going to win. Maybe the Grammys. That can go ahead and win. You know? Yeah, I don't even know. Jeez. The Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show. Who even did it this past year? Oh, the weekend. The weekend. Yeah. Oh, that was week. And weekend. that was week. Nice job. Yeah. Week. <laughs> 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 All right. We'll be right back. Hang out with us. This is Lori and Joy my